know you want, but don't get between me and the bloodline. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. So we that was the pre-show stuff for we just recorded like 15 minutes of pre-show stuff. If you want to hear that, you gotta list, you gotta sign up for Patreon. And for as little as five bucks, you can get all the pre-show stuff. You can get the Star Trek um, role-playing game that we started doing. We've even started doing uh, D&D. So we're putting all that audio up on the Patreon. Just pay, search patreon.com slash Trek. You can get all that cool audio. All right, so here we are. This is... I don't even know how we're really going to talk about this episode. Because it's, it's real. This is yeah. probably one of the realest hours of Star Trek. And I don't know about Dennis when you watched this the first time, but I think I saw this near the beginning of my military career. And now that that's all gone and America has become America. Um, what you mean by that, man? I that's mean, right. it hits different now. America. I, think, I think he's saying make America great again. That's well, right. Uh, what, what do you run yeah, on the second term? Because you gotta, you can't really run on that idea oh, anymore. Yeah. So, like, man, we got to keep it great. We're yeah. keeping. Yeah, we we made the it. coronavirus is on the run. <laughs> no, no, I heard <laughs> Trump said it's over with. He said that the yeah. coronavirus is done. Yeah. Um, and if we all did, those people getting sick and hospitalized in Florida, yeah, yeah. And Texas, and California, that's Dennis, all fake news. Dennis, man. Dennis, if you quit testing, yeah, you quit getting positive cases. I don't know if you guys know this now, but I'm a I'm a lawyer. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, as long as I don't have to take the test, I'm good. Like, I'm a lawyer now. <laughs> I'm also an accountant and, yes. a, and a doctor. Yes. So from now on, you have to refer to me as Dr. Robert uh, France Dr. Robert Esquire. Robert Esquire. <laughs> C- CPA. CPA. That's my new name. And if you don't refer to me as such, I will not answer. Well, as the only person on this show with a piece of paper that says Dr. Benjamin McCormick on it. Shit, I can uh, write I Dr. Fence. Jenny Zell right now. As long as I don't have to take no test, baby, hey, I'm good. Just because you printed me. out your Twitter uh, bio. Nay, 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 I did not print that out. They don't just give that doctorate away. I had to send $26 to get the framed one. He's right. So, did you take it? Don't just don't take a test and you're good. No, you just send them cash and you get the certificate. Yeah, so I am. Oh, I didn't hang it. Dr. No. Robert France Esquire CPA. Nah, you ain't got paper. <laughs> Mine's in my Twitter profile, so it's official. I mean, I guess you can't argue with that. I do Twitter. like the uh, the latest, um, since we're off topic already anyways, the, the latest like uh, shitstorm to happen is AMC Theaters says they're going to reopen. And they're not going to require masks because they don't want to get into a political controversy. It's like, it's not political, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, science. Well, well that's because uh, your boy came out and said people wear masks to make him look bad. Yeah. Like, for real. No, I just don't want to get. Really? I just All right. don't. I I'll wear want to, fucking five masks. That's what I'm saying. But I just don't want to get a, a, a virus and die. Like That's why I'm wearing a mask. I don't want to make somebody else the, sick. The key, <laughs> the key thing with the masks, because that, that's what everybody gets wrong, because they, they look at the boxes, well, this isn't effective against the coronavirus. No, it's not, you dim shit. That's why you wear it, though, because it keeps you from spraying your germs out. You can it, still it, catch other people's because they can their germs can get on your mask and right. you know, clean. But it, if everybody's it. wearing a mask, you like knock out eighty percent of this thing. Just wear a mask. That's all. Every just, time just I go out and wear a, a mask, I have a mask yeah. on. It's not that hard. And like I even wear it in the car because I because like if I'm at the post office and then I have to go to like Staples or something, that's what I've been doing lately because I'm shipping out the Kickstarter stuff. I just leave my mask on. Mm-hmm. And I drive in the car and people look at me weird because I'm in my car wearing a mask. We just need to make like everyday Billy the Kid cosplay day so that all these knuckleheads will be like, yeah, man, I'm dressed up like Billy the Kid. It's I got my dressed like a over my, over my mouth. The whole thing is, though, is that since it's, it's for the other person, everybody who's pushing a back about this is an entitled, self-important prick. Because you're well, saying... Well, some of them are, a good chunk of them probably are just uninformed. And idiot. You know, they're idiots. No, I'm. They're they're not paying attention. 
I don't care about your life. Well, I don't care implicit. about grandma's life. So I don't have to wear one. It's not, oh, you, you sheep are afraid of getting your little... Dis-. No, I'm that's, not afraid. That's part of it, though. There's a lot of people that are still under the impression that they may have already had it as far back as November of last year. Yeah. <laughs> and once I fine. get, It's like chicken pox. I can't catch it again. I had scarlet fever when I was seven. I'm immune to everything. That was the first kick of immortality. So there we go. I had that, that fever was high enough. It killed everything I could potentially mm-hmm. get forever. <laughs> so, but anywho, <laughs> let's talk about. Speaking of people getting other people killed. Yeah. <laughs> there is, this episode is just too. You know, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, the season three finale, I think, or season two finale of DS9. They go, like, it starts off and they go on a camping trip in the oh, Gamma Quadrant. First, yeah. Jim you're, you're watching it, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? And then things get real, real quick. And yeah. that's how this episode starts. Because it starts with Rom, like, doing, uh, and trying to sing and get a job working at uh, Vic Fontaine's bar. Yeah. It takes off and, real fast. And then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. <laughs> Then they end up on this um, like asteroid or moon that has a gem hadar um, like uh, communications relay because they need to drop off some supplies and that's when we basically just have like remember that scene from Apocalypse Now where they're on the river and they end up at that base and everybody's just doing crazy shit and shooting fireworks and all kinds of crazy stuff and and, yeah, and Martin Sheen Playboy says. Models. Oh, you're talking about a different part. I'm talking about later in the film, oh, okay. like in Martin Sheen shows. Oh, there's up the one and, where the like the Playmate yeah, of the Year yeah, shows that's, up that's and then one, they get attacked. But this 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 whole episode reminds me of this one scene where they pull into that one, I guess that one base, and Martin Sheen asks, "Who's the commanding officer here?" And the guy's like, "Fuck, man, I thought you were like nobody. This is just they're in hell, basically. They're just yeah. in hell. This is the makes this episode so in America. The Federation is all day long." If, if you haven't picked up on that, I'm sorry. But when he, he says that shit about, you know, you have to watch humans because, you know, they're all nice and friendly, but you start taking away. Everything's great, but now, we've only go to the theater. We've only been going through this for about three Six months. Six weeks. Give it two more months and we'll be at the stage, you know, uh, five month level that the people on AR5. I've already got or... a necklace made out of Republican ears over here. <laughs> I mean, we're there, man. A necklace of MAGA shit. hats. Yeah. <laughs> well, Trump says it's over. He said it's it's done. Like we're good. But I mean, this thing. I mean, Quark. His running and commentary. It's the, on the invisible battery. enemy. Yes. Those invisible minds. Look, oh, white people can't go. White people can't go to Applebee's, and they lost their shit. They can't get haircuts, and it's over. It's done. I, you know, the young man who played. Uh, uh, Tuco and Breaking Bad and uh, yeah Raymond Cruz Raymond Cruz I forgot he was in this and it was just like holy shit that was some next well, he was all, you had told that, me ahead of time I barely recognized him it was as soon as I heard his voice there was the voice that got me not the the face that I had to look because it's so dark this episode is mm-hmm. I mean yeah. written and you know the, the the feel of it is dark but then it's also filmed very dark mm-hmm. so you know there's a lot of that going on but well, I don't know if this came out before or after Alien Resurrection, but he's in Alien Resurrection as well. And he uh-huh. plays a very similar kind of uh, army trooper kind of role Okay. in that. So I think that's what he was. And then when he was in Training Day, that's when it was just like, all right, you're just super Hispanic. That's all the roles you're going to get. Who was he on. in Training Day? He was the guy who is uh, with... Did you ever have your shit pushed in? Yeah. I had mine pushed in real good. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I didn't. I thought he was in. Um, I, I thought he was in. Remember that movie, Heartbreak Ridge? Yep. Yeah. I thought he was in that. No, I don't. I think he's too young to be. Yeah. There. Yeah, because that they, he's fifty-eight. That's Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> no, but there was, you know, I thought he. Was but no, there. but there was a Hispanic guy. I know, yeah, I know. I'm, but no, he, uh, so in this though, I mean, the, the aliens, I didn't think alien resurrection. I was thinking aliens because, you know, oh, uh, what's his name? Game over, man. 
Game over, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, it was for this. He was okay. um he was the last survivor of the military people who okay. were on that, you know, uh lab ship. Right. Game so over. So when did man. this episode come out? 98? Yeah. Okay. November of 98. So this, this is just before I came back to the United States. This episode is just, I've seen this one before because I just saw it on TV one night. And even mm-hmm. after I was like, holy smokes. Like yeah. if they have this communication relay, they took it. It's been seized by Starfleet soldiers. And it's odd that they don't have like different uniforms. Like even the ground troops still wear the same uniforms well, that the ship people wear. Like there's, they're not in like fatigues or camo or. Well, Vargas had kind of a different uniform, didn't he? I, his, his what just, was left of it. Like, it was looked, just, yeah, just like, like, that's how they were making bandages is just ripping yeah. pieces off their uniforms. Well, do you remember, um, what's his name? The. Uh, Reese? Uh, J- Jake is a coward episode when he and the doctor oh, yeah. go down, right? Yeah. And Jake stumbles into that uh, crater with like the old, uh, you know, Starfleet Master Chief or whatever. And he had that like black utility uniform with the uh, security stripe on it or whatever. Yeah. It was. So I was thinking that that's what, uh, is it Var- Vargas was the character's name, right? Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I, was, I thought that's what he was wearing. Then you had Patrick Kilpatrick. who was that's also- a hell of a name. Yeah. He was the big muscular dude, wasn't he? I thought, like, I didn't know until just now that that I assumed that was the redheaded guy's name. No, that was um, Bill Bill Money. Yeah, Bill Money. You don't know who Bill Mooney is? Yeah, from Not Lost in Space. Oh. Come on, it was no, obvious. Well, no, because here's the thing, though, is every me included that used to say that Deep Space Nine was just a rip off of Babylon Five. He was a regular on Babylon Five for several years. Yeah, I didn't watch that. So then when he pops and over like he, he, on the Twilight Zone or whatever, he was a kid like it. it well, yeah, it but just never dawned did, on me. Did the sequel to that episode. Did Look, and he was a grown up. I'm going to tell you this and I'm, I might catch a lot of heat of about this, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm just going to say it. I've seen some of Babylon 5 and it ain't good. Well, you're wrong. The special effects are not on this level. But I'm the gonna, writing is there. I'm just going to go out and say I'll, again, not not a fan. You don't have to be. I've tried, and I'm like, mm. you've heard hey, Ben. The, the soldiers that uh, died during the siege of uh, AR five five eight died so that you could have that freedom to say. Which one do they call Starfleet? Freedom is people's freedom. soldiers. Uh, this episode, yeah, it was weird. Like yeah, they so should have had. They've some... never had a good word for the people. It felt like this this script was adapted from a different show that they yeah. wanted. Like it was a modern time show yeah. that couldn't get produced. They're like, well, we'll just change it to Starfleet and blah, 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 blah. You know, we'll just like, throw some camo on them or something, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause you just... said, you said it reminds you of apocalypse. Now a lot of elements of this episode reminded me of platoon. Yeah. And so I think like, it just hits a lot of the familiar beats of those Vietnam era movies that came out like in the 80s and early 90s remember that tv there was even like an, a vietnam tv show that was on yeah tour of duty yeah, yeah. That, this was probably a tour of duty script and they're like i guess well, th- let's just make it star trek it could have been i know the director or china beach um, or is like one of the uh voyager directors <clears throat> weinrich kubel this he's is the of, guy he's one of yeah. our favorites yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is the guy oh. he's the only reason that you're going to make it through voyager um, so, I doubt ac- it. according to yeah. Memory Alpha, this episode is loosely based on the Battle of Guadalcanal, which was that? fought uh, by the Allies and the Empire of Japan from August of forty-two to February of forty-three. Um, David Weddell's father had fought with the United States Marine Corps during the battle. Um, yeah. But this episode, this episode's real heavy. It gets a lot. Like forty-three of them are still alive. They've been fighting Jem Hadar for five months. They're supposed to be ninety days, man. We're supposed to be rotated out after ninety days. We're still here. See, this is this is all those uh, soldiers, sailors, and airmen who signed up for college, <laughs> and then we went to actual Oops. war, and it was like, oh shit, man. there's Vietnam. You know, you're only supposed to deploy for six months, man, and we've been out here for nine and a half, man. That's fucked up. You can't keep me on this shit that long. I've been told that lie before. <laughs> when I deployed for Iraqi freedom, yeah, 
they had they had set up the whole thing because once 9-11 happened like we weren't really set up for long-term deployments to be honest and so the air force instituted this uh expeditionary force program where people go out for three months they come back they get rotated out with other people it's on like a 15-month schedule it's going to be great mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as soon as everybody deployed for iraqi freedom they're like no that's all out the window you guys <laughs> and i you know the people who were in the first wave we were there in January and the invasion didn't start until March. And so once the invasion started, they're like, well, we need you to stay a few more months. Well, yeah, you, you, you're, you're here. Yeah, exactly. I, we, I mean, the invasion is happening now. And so yeah. if we brought people in now, they- You don't want to leave go. now. It's just gonna, it's getting good. Yeah, this is the <laughs> like, best part. Come on, man. Stay for the sequel. Yeah. So yeah, so on, 90 days is always a lie. We got to the point that we hated hearing the captain's voice after dinner time. Because anytime we'd go down to the mess decks and all of a sudden they'd have steak and shrimp for dinner or, or steak and lobster tails. Yeah, that's and trouble. It's just like, <laughs> son of a... The first time you're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. Can I have two? Sure, have two. It's fine. This is when the... Uh, we're going to have a talk after dinner, guys. Enjoy oh, your wow. meal. Enjoy it. Hey, have some ice cream. We have no, soft no, serve. There, there's no <laughs> enjoy the meal. There's just like no talk afterwards. It's just like, no, no, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. You want two? Oh, yeah. Hey, leave room for dessert. We got some. Uh, <laughs> got some cheesecake. Oh shit! So I so now Neelix you're sitting is up some cheesecake. Fuck Neelix. Just as dinner is finishing <laughs> up, you're sitting there. You know, you you are literally stuffed. You haven't eaten this good since you've been underway, and you hear uh, attention on board USS Boner. This is Captain speaking. <laughs> um, we've been uh, contacted by Forcecom, and it uh, looks like. Uh, even though we were scheduled to start uh, steaming home tomorrow. Uh, operational support is still very necessary in this part of the world, as you're aware. So we're going to extend on station for another 90 days. Uh, I know everyone here is uh, going to help support the mission. That is all. So how long did they actually know that you had to stay before the they you told left. you? The captain knew the day they left. I would put money on that fact. Really? That I mean, he, I knew he that knew that there was a heavy chance. He might not, not know the specifics. It was not but... the day that they told you. <laughs> oh, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see what the window was. Like, how long now were they again, sitting on that that's, shit? That's Johnny Bottom Feeder here. I'm just, you know, just a lowly sailor. So I don't know what, you know, the officers were talking about. They were probably up in the wardroom stroking off to their fucking barbecue wings or something going, <laughs> fuck the enlisted. Those fuckers are going to be guys, here another year. Did I ever tell you guys how I went to Turkey the first time? No. So it was during, it was, you know, after 9-11, I was in Uzbekistan for 90 days and they're like, okay, you guys are done there. We're going to redeploy you to Italy, to Sigonella. Well, we don't know what to do with you, but we can't send you home just yet. So you're just going to have to hang out at Sigonella. Oh no, we'll just have to go yeah. to Italy. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. So I'm in Germany on my way there. I'm traveling by myself because everybody else on my team's already redeployed. And I got a phone call and they're like, hey, we need you go to Turkey. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to Italy, man. Yeah. But isn't that and where it, you met your wife? It is. So it worked out. I mean, you could have married some Italian wife. lady. Hell yeah. You know? Hey, Dennis, why don't you come over here? The... I could get yelled at in Italian instead of Turkish. Yeah. <laughs> All you do is play the games and do uh, the podcast with your friends. I was warned about. I think the food works Sino. out better for me, though. I like Turkish food better than Italian food. I could say Italian food's very heavy, overrated. I'm gonna say, yeah, but I'd be taking I, a lot of naps after. But I don't know what's the. I mean, I'm sure Sicilian food is probably different than like the mainland, maybe. And mm -hmm. I think it, you know Italian food's just been bastardized by like Applebee's and shit. So, I don't know I what mean, did what did uh, um, Sophia make on Golden Girls because she was from Sicily. Yeah. She just yelled at everybody. They just, she made whatever they make at Olive Garden yeah. because that's all that you know, writers know. Yeah. You want the salad and the breadsticks and Dennis. She didn't salt her pasta. That's for goddamn sure. Gotta oh, Dennis. Sure. Calm down, Ben. Yeah, Ben, relax, buddy. But yeah, so they're on their way to this fucking rock and Benjamin's there and they got stuff and the whole gang's going and for some reason Quark is there because he's on a fact-finding mission and I don't know what kind of facts you're going to find about I don't, this I don't know why Starfleet agreed to let him go. Yeah. He's just basically there to be a pain in fucking Cisco's balls and to make Nog feel bad. 
Yeah, like the Grand Nagus is like, oh, go see what opportunities are there. Like Starfleet should have been like, fuck you. This is a war zone. I mean, yeah, like (laughs) what opportunity? Well, there's the opportunity for uh, Vic Fontaine's mixtape to go viral. That's true. Yeah, but that market. In five months, two thirds of the people who've been there are dead. Who's going to buy it? (laughs) Hey, Pally, I need some fans. Why don't you bring my tape there and make people listen to it before the big battle? That was that was the only part of the episode that was kind of ham-fisted for me, but the, okay. the rest of it was just. And when you that, put it put it in the scope of like this is probably an episode from another show that they couldn't use. It's like yeah. how do we get this character in there? I don't know. Just figures it. We'll, they'll figure it out. They'll yeah. figure it he out. had to be there for Nog. Yeah, to support Nog's arc in the story yeah when the song started playing though it kind of hit me because i just found out i guess this morning that vera lynn had passed away who that and she was the lady that sang uh we'll meet again and i'll be seeing you back during world war ii she was the british lady who had all of those those songs that we think of from that era and so like i just recently started playing we'll meet again um at the end of all of our staff meetings because whenever people would have their phones on mute and walk away and every, the meeting would be over, but I need to clear the line, i just put her on and she'd sing, we'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when. And so get it because we'll meet again, ha ha. And then I'd hear the phone drops. But um, so I, I had just been listening to her a lot and I was like, ah, let me look up something. And I looked it up and she's still alive. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I break out the typewriter and knock out a uh, fan letter to her and she's not from the digital age so she's going to appreciate a letter but i mean you and could have you could have read it and printed it out on your computer i, I started this back when jenny re- might remember this whenever i write fan letters i write them on the typewriter now it oh just, that's very uh, fancy it's just it's very it's a personal serial, touch. serial killer i was gonna say yes. they probably think that you're a psychopath I'm going to murder um, you. So I'd sent her the letter Where like a couple of weeks scared, ago. old woman. No. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so then this morning I get the news that she passed away, and I was kind of bummed about that. You killed her. And she was probably yeah, terrified the because the serial killer, <laughs> the serial killer sent her a letter. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, he found me. But One um, of the postal workers who handled your letter had the coronavirus, and then it made its way. Oh, God. That's that's horrible. But then, uh, so I'm, you know, I I had that this morning. And then... um, I'm just trying to help you through this difficult time. Yeah, I'm sorry. This evening, oh, I've already taken full responsibility in my mind. In uh, my mind. (laughs) And then this evening, well, I'm not going to go to, I'm not taking another murder rap, that's for fucking sure, just because some old broad from World War II kicks over. All right. um, Just say she was coming at you. You had to stand your ground. Yeah, no, she's white though. It wouldn't have worked. It, yeah, white woman. It's just yeah, like, she, yeah. she, a white guy. See, she's in a she's white in woman. an after. She she she's. she's <laughs> but uh, she's Antifa. This, she's Antifa. So, yeah, they they're the oldest people. She the oldest did fight in the, the Nazis. She fought the Nazis, so mm-hmm. she's technically Antifa. So. How do you um, pronounce that anyway? Everybody I hear has, says it differently. Uh, I intentionally say Antifa. Antifa. Because I hear a lot of people on the right say Antifa. So I say Antifa. So you say it's different just because? Just because fuck them. Uh Go wave your Confederate flag and shove it up your fucking redneck ass. Yeah. Fucking inbred sister fucker. Now, Um, um, we're back on the planet, right? (laughs) (laughs) I like the, uh, the tactic that the Jim Hadar take when they... uh, The hologram. They zerg Russian with holograms so they can make... The... That was another okay. That was another thing that I thought was odd about the episode because, as we know, the Jem'Hadar have like predator technology; like they're mm-hmm. invisible. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just walk all the way in and then turn on the shit and then start fucking them? Like they turn off their invisibility way too soon. Something <laughs> must have happened to where they can't use it anymore. I don't know what it might be because they have the white, the catcher cell white shortage or something. Yeah. But I think there's some reason they gave at some point why they don't do it anymore. Because otherwise, you're right, they would just stroll in there and slice everybody's throat. But they are invisible at one point, but then like they get to a certain point and then they turn off their invisibility, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think, in this episode? Yeah, in this episode, they, they start out invisible, but then as they rush up, 
It's, no, I, maybe it's. Maybe I don't it's think like, so. Uh, I, I think they just couldn't see their approach. I don't know. We'll have to go. Well, I know the holograms. It may have been the holograms. That yeah, well, it, yeah, it definitely was for the holograms. So I don't know. But it was it was one of those things where I've wondered about this, but I agree with Dennis. I thought that they had lampshaded that earlier. With the whole tetracell white thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Oh boy with his necklace made out of catcher cell white. Too. And then you and then Rom crazy. is just like, wow, look how badass that guy or excuse me, Nog is like, look how badass that guy is. Yeah. He's he's deep in the hero worship right now. He'd be killing everybody. It's like these guys are badass. These he's guys. like in Platoon. He's like Charlie Sheen's character when he yeah. meets Barnes for the first time. Yeah. He's like, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Then he finds out. Well, I mean, I don't think that can kill Bonds is Bonds. Well, he didn't really do anything to not make him awesome. Like he continued to be just B.A., you know, and he even gave mean to everybody. Well, he even gave Nog props, though. Once um, he got his leg blown off. He's like, he did (laughs) really good. Yeah. Like, wow. That's that's literally the least he could have done. Hey, you did a good job. I carried him back. He wasn't too heavy, so that was cool. He put his <laughs> leg in the way so I didn't get shot, so I appreciate that. If he hadn't done that, I wouldn't have carried him back. He tried to kick the... The, <laughs> the phaser blast. I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't kick the phaser blast. He's like, no, I told Look, him to I, I said he, he did a good job. I ain't saying he's smart. I'm just saying he did a good job. I mean, even dummies can, can you know, I don't know. He's still he, alive, so he can get shot again. And now, wait, life. Is it phaser bad? sponge ain't got to be smart. Is it bad taste that I made a necklace of his leg? Because <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't. Hey, have Doc, to, you done with that femur yet? I don't have to wear it, is what I'm saying. I mean, if it's not that cool, then I won't. But I mean, they got little tiny toes. So the toe bones look, look really nice. It would look pretty neck. sweet if I had, you know, a nog like leg is, necklace. Is that a puka shell? <laughs> no, it's it's Ferengi toes. Yeah, it's some Ferengi metatarsals. This stupid kid tried to kick a fucking laser blast. <laughs> Save my life. You know, normally I saw you can do it. Figured it was the least combat. I could. Figured it was the least I could do is wear his leg around my neck <laughs> as remembrance. It's the leg. <laughs> it's like those pillows that you wear on the plane. I'm thinking of like one of those Bluetooth like neck band things. Have you ever seen those? <laughs> yeah, 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 like the microphones. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Hold on. Can't hear you. The foot. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. I thought this thing had bad reception, but I was talking the damn foot. Hold on. We're, we're, just, okay, here's the headphones. Okay. And then, of course, oh, we're skipping all over the place here, but I mean, you can pretty much just war. It's just all out war. And the big issue is Nog loses his leg, and then fucking um, Quark Which is the first you know thing like that that's ever happened on star I, you know recall. i knew i knew that he would lose his leg for some reason i thought mm-hmm. it happened off camera like they didn't it, like he just came back from a mission and was missing his leg wow that would have been shitty <laughs> hey, what happened leg fell off, just fell off. well here it is this is why ds9 is the <laughs> best uh, star yeah. trek series so i know there's an episode coming up where he's dealing with the issue you know the, yeah, the, yeah, PTSD of the, and the paper moon yeah which is yeah. really great and, but i i assumed that they didn't show him getting his leg blowed off no they showed it <laughs> but yeah they totally did it was yeah. good and then well you know it, it got damaged and then you know Bashir cut it off going all you know civil war doctor era thing gave there. a bottle of whiskey and a bullet bite, bite down on this boy it's gonna hurt out here in the field we, we got those fans <laughs> they bite got, hard we ain't got fancy tools out here. I got the dull laser scalpel I got to use. Why do you want me to lay on my stomach? Because I, I, it's easier to cut it that way. <laughs> Why well, you got to ask questions. He's going to make it hurt worse if you keep asking questions. All right. You don't feel anything, right? The anesthesia's working? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he gets his leg blowed off and Quark's a real dick about it. You know, I don't blame it. I, I would expect that somebody's parents would be upset about that kind of well, shit. I mean, he signed up for Starfleet. Like, that's what happens. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, your no. parents didn't. And as yeah. I recall, you know, Quark was initially against all this Star Trek bullshit. So. Yes, but still, he's there. Yeah. He needs to shut his face and just deal with it. Yeah, you, I, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be sending Jake out there, would you? 
He's like, well, Jake's not a Starfleet Jake officer. Jake's not in Starfleet. Uh, <laughs> he was like that, that when Lucy, because he was pushing for him to be in Starfleet yeah. back in season one. So now it's like, huh? Mm. You glad you boys are writer now, ain't you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, Shut the fuck up. Writing is a real job. Yeah. But it's real Tell sad. In school. Not Nog essential. No, he gets his leg blown off. essential. <laughs> and then they have the whole... Uh, and they have the whole battle, which is very the battle is very civil war slash like old it's like revolutionary war. Yes. They're just gonna line them up straight. And you're gonna yeah. walk in and shoot them. Yeah. It's like that. Muskets. It, yeah, it's the twenty. It's the twenty fourth century, but yet we're fighting like it's the seventeenth. Like they forgot all their tactics. Yeah. Like there's no tactics. It's just like okay, they're over there. Let's go. <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing. You know that's why the 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 Jim Hadar breeds so fast. Because they just, I mean, they're you, cannon you fodder. Just, yeah, you just throw bodies at it, and eventually the phaser packs run out of uh, energy, and we won. I mean, even if they just had basic tactics at all. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, let's go around the other side. Jim Hadar, don't seek cover like a coward. Well, Outflank they know them. If, Out yeah. what them? What the, huh? I don't know. Well, we're just going to run right at them. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what we do every time. Yeah. Well, you we had practiced. the one that made it all the way back to, uh, you know, the medical area. There was a couple of them. Yeah, the medical area guy got smoked by Quark, whose body count is now two at least, right? Yeah. You know, at but least. then there, there, there's some... killed the Klingon guy. Yeah, there's yeah. some hand-to-hand combat here. It's pretty intense. Um, all the series regulars are okay, which is nice. Although it looked like Cisco might get smoked. Yeah. But then he passes out. Well, that's a great way to pass time, though, because then, like, you don't have just to... like get, in Platoon. Yeah. Get the whole rigmarole of it. Just, boom, he's okay. All right. Are you okay, Captain? Is everything cool? I was going to cut your ear off and put it on my necklace, but you're okay. That's what I was leaning in for. <laughs> he wakes up. He's got, he's got the knife. Give me back. Oh, oh yeah. I was doing CPR. <laughs> CPR with my knife, you know. It was one, two, three. But you needed a trace. A piece of ear. CPR. Yeah. <laughs> gonna give you a piercing but you know, yeah you know celebrate our victory but man this is a fucking good episode it's just so it's so heavy and, and star just, trek killed will robinson no what is the let me ask you this ben because you were watching at the time this mm-hmm. episode is kind of unlike anything star trek has ever really done mm-hmm. like this is i true. could not put my finger on anything yeah, like nothing. Like troops on the ground, like battling, hand-to-hand combat style, like war. This is war. Like well, what see, was this? Is this was why a lot of people back in the day hated DS Nine. You you had the people who were just oblivious and didn't know DS Nine existed. The ones that went straight from TNG to Voyager, right? But then you had a lot of people who said DS Nine were too was too dark. We, remember Kilt Guy. That was, yes. was one of his criticisms, was that ever since DS9, it's just been a progressively darker show. And I'm like, no. It got lighter after <laughs> things brightened up a, quite a bit after this. But It was a cheese episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there was. I saw it with my own eyes. But um, so this, this episode, I think a lot of people pointed to as being exactly what they were talking about. Here, I'm going to try to. Beyond all this. Let me see here. Because this was 98, okay? This episode came out November 18th, 1998. Just before Thanksgiving. Well, so, I mean, you know, you got to get the war in before awesome. Thanksgiving. We'll be home by Christmas. War Thankfully, you still have both season. your legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, so, yeah, I can remember the watching this. Um, gosh, I guess I was still in Japan. And uh, I watched it with my kids. You know, so. See, okay, so this episode, the episode that came out the same day, apparently, as um, this no- November 18th on Voyager was about like timeless, sixth season, uh, uh, sixth episode of the sixth season. It's the hundredth episode of the series. Jordy LaForge makes uh, a cameo. Um, this this episode marks an important turning point amongst the series when Janway notes in her personal log the changing perspectives of the journey. It's no longer if they will return to Earth, but when. And it begins with a cold opening of a frigid when swept planet. Um, two figures in survival gear oh, beam on. I know the episode. The Voyager is buried beneath the ice. So yep. like they're doing 
TNG kind of rehash shit almost. And then on the exact same day, you've got fucking Platoon. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... No, the Voyager episode, uh, Voyager crashes and one of the crew has to go back in time and make it... He survives the crash and makes it home. And so then he uh, goes back in time and uh, causes the crash not to happen. But I mean, that's Star, that's Star Trek. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think of Star Can Trek- Can we go back like, in time yeah. and save Nog's leg? Yeah, yeah. That basically, yeah. So see, this is uh, on Screen Rant, they list the 15 darkest episodes of Star Trek. And this is number five. And I would argue this is darker than the four that come ahead Can, of it. What are which the are four? Chain of Command, which is dark, there's torture. You know, yeah, yeah. that's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. The drumhead, which no. is the witch hunt, that's not darker than this. No, mm-hmm. that politically, that's like, oh shit, but yeah. not dark. In, in the pale moonlight, which <sighs> is kind of dark. It's a fake. Yeah, but again, yeah, you but know, that, you don't that's... see that guy die. Yeah, no, I would put, but I would I put think, that after this. But for an episode like that, that is the. It's dark in the sense of the theme. For Star Trek, it's, yes, it's being dark. that like they are lying about this involvement to get the Romulans into the war. Yeah. Like yeah. it's espionage. It's lying. It's 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 where you thought Starfleet wouldn't be, but this is just fucking war, man. And then number one is duet, which is where there's a Cardassian uh, war criminal. Yep, but it's I really a guy that. who's pretending to be the war criminal because he because wants to take guilty. credit for it or something. No, he's he's guilty. He feels guilty about it because he was just the admin guy. Right. And and you know I'm not the admin guy because the admin guy he lay in his bed and cried at night because of the screams of the Bajorans dying and he didn't do anything because he was a coward. Yeah. I'm not him. I'm the commander. So it's like I death, It's kind of like death by cop, I guess. So well, that, did you see that? I mean, you, we we liked that episode. I'm sure we did. I'm sure we did. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good, but it's I think this is still darker. Oh yeah, this is one of the main character. Now, granted, Nog isn't you know main cast, but he's around a lot. Yeah, yeah. He lost his leg. Yeah, he got his leg blown yeah. off. And then, when has anybody in Star Trek ever been permanently disabled? Permanently? And then on Never. the other cha- on the other channel, they're just going back in time. Yeah, yeah. and undoing. Yeah, undoing something pretty. Bu- well, like to be the- fair, I think that character dies in that episode and so actually the person who lives is a time figment or something so tech but still you don't you don't fuck with time we all know yeah. that no big reset time. button yeah it's just yeah it's just i'm just thinking o'brien when he saw this mission report was so fucking thankful that he didn't go yeah. because usually he's the injury sponge whenever they have something like this yeah but just the stuff they're dealing with too man like ptsd and all that other shit like oh, yeah. The, yeah these guys are clearly completely fucked and even julian at one point tells the captain like these guys are just they're done like they have nothing left yeah. like emotionally and mentally and physically well, like think about starfleet though we Starfleet isn't designed for. I mean, like the way that you're trained and stuff. Your your exploration, blah blah blah. Yeah, you're taking like and theater classes. We we've had the Cardassian War, which was, I guess, the most recent war, right? And there was some ugly shit on that because I mean that <laughs> I, I think the Cardassian War would. I don't know what to compare that to, but I mean maybe that was like uh, the first oh, Gulf yeah. War. Was it like Korea? No. The I don't think it was war. like. I think it was like the first Gulf War, where it was like there was some shooting, there was some danger, but for the most part, the Federation wasn't in danger, right? There was no <laughs> like sieges and take that hill kind of thing. This episode was like, yeah, let's take some precious, you know, nothing's ever gone wrong in in the world, people, because they are all too young to have seen action in in Cardassian War. Maybe. Uh, you know, necklace boy was uh, like, he would have been like a junior, junior guy back then. But for the most part, they weren't old enough to be around for that war. Yeah. But some but, of the, know, cast, suddenly, people, like how long has this dominion war been going on? I'm sure they've seen this some is about combat. a year. Well, no, that's what I'm talking about though, is that now for the last year, you've taken these people who've never known any kind of, Oh shit. What about the Borg, bro? Vietnam. What about the Borg? Yeah. Was, the yeah. Borg wasn't a war. The Bo- I mean, if the Borg, if it was a sustained war like this, Earth would have fallen. With the the Borg could have sent two. We were at war with the Klingons for a little while during DS Nine too. 
because of I mean that led but, yeah. to this. We were at war with the well, but, but the point that the, <laughs> damn it, Ben, you've got me. The, but the point that I made the point that we're in, man. Though, I think is that yes, there was a Cardassian war at one point, but mm-hmm. we never saw that. Yeah. Like and with the Klingon civil or the Klingon war with the Federation, like during season four and five, I think of mm-hmm. DS9, like we don't really see a whole lot of that happening firsthand either. But, but here, Jake, but Jake I mean, Howard episode was the yeah, only time. yeah. But here we are, shit. like boots on the ground, because we've wondered, like, well, they they need to take back um, uh, the planet uh, Bajor, not Bajor, um, Beta Zed, because mm-hmm. the Gem Hadar took Beta Zed. Well, we always we even wondered, like, well, what does that look like? How does that yeah. work? Is it this? Is it like fucking boots on the ground, like guys running at? You know, Jem Hadar in the straight line. <laughs> I mean, but does Beta Z look like Kosovo now? I yeah. Mean, is, is that like, what we're looking that's You know, it. the funny thing about what you said too, Ben, is like when Bashir says these people need doctors and counselors, mm-hmm. they do. So there's a counselor there. What is she doing? She's flirting she with, uh, she's flirting yeah. with Will Robinson. It's like she, she should have been busy, like letting people unload all nope. of their emotional not, issues. Now is not the time. Vargas does that with Bashir. You yeah. know, don't remove that bandage. The guy was a jerk. I miss him so much. I mean, but you that know? was a really good scene. It was, but that should have been uh, Esri. But she's flirting with Will Robinson. She wants I, to see. She wants Star to see Fleet robot. counselors are the worst. Yes, they are. <laughs> you need bartender. Well, here's the thing. Quark was there. He could have yeah, handled yeah. it. He's a yeah, but Cork didn't want to be Cork there. Cork was wasn't. like he was looking out for his nephew. Yeah. I think like if they had Cork about people's problems as long as it can benefit him in some way anyway. Yeah. Like so. if they had Cork there selling stuff, like if he was actually, you know, boot selling bootleg DVDs and stuff like that. Out of the trunk of his car? Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been that would then he would have been doing that probably. But he was just totally against being there at all. Yeah. The whole time. Well, family was in danger. I, I like that they got the Ferengi, uh, you know, danger scream. You know, they yeah, they, nailed they were that. pretty consistent about that. Yeah. But holy shit, this episode. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was good. I told man. you last week, man. I told you. I wish yeah. I didn't accidentally watch it before we recorded last week. Because I was like, oh, there's no way I can. Well, you see, when you when you time. said that last week. I started the episode this week and it starts with, you know, with Rom singing. I'm like, what the fuck's he even talking about? Yeah. It's going to be some bullshit Vic Fontaine episode. <laughs> and then it was like, oh no, I, I, I remember this episode. Fuck. Yeah, it was, this episode's really great. Yeah. Like, it's really wonderful. It's absolutely the darkest episode of Star Trek, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. I can't think of anything that I've seen before that's darker than this. Yeah. And And any of the other ones that are close are all DS9 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's been, I mean, and I think that was the thing is that we've been kind of building to this with DS9, where they've been kind of, you know, putting those progressively darker episodes to get us prepared for this i guess this was like ronald e moore's lab because you know battlestar galactica is pretty fucking dark yeah yeah and so a lot of the a lot of the elements from ds9 are just turned up to 11 in Mm -hmm. battlestar galactica so even like with this and i think too life in wartime stuff now think about this as well this is season seven of deep space nine this is their last go if you think back to season seven of TNG, they were just on fucking cruise control. Yeah. Like they were just like, yeah, man, rape goes. The movie, the, they, the yeah, movie. they knew the movies were coming. They're like, oh, data, data has dreams, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Man. and this is, I mean, <laughs> every week it's like, it's, it seems like it gets better and better. For DS9, like, they're like, they can't cancel us anymore. We can do yeah. whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, what are you going to do? Cancel us? Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know how you said you didn't like story arcs? You got all pissy when we had three episodes in a story arc. Wait for this episodes, bitch. This guy lost a leg. <laughs> but I mean, and like, don't make us take more body parts. Let us do what we want. They, but you had the baseball episode this season, which was really great. You had yeah. last week's episode, which was really great. I mean, we're seven episodes in to this season, and I think 
what I don't think we've had a score less than probably a six. And if we did, it was like, eh, you know, they had to deflate. It's like a, yeah. it's um, it's it's a decompression episode. Yeah, you gotta you gotta catch your breath. You, you gotta. It's just like God. Because treachery, faith in the great river was good. Yeah. And let me let me pull up the pull up the database. Jenny didn't see the database. Oh, oh no, yeah, Jenny didn't see the database. Yeah, I guess the only dumb one was the um was the one where they brought the wackos back, and that's where we we're like, oh, this episode stinks. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, other than that, it's just been like they've just been smashing your face in. I'm I'm afraid to even look at what next week's episode is because this is like I don't know if I can stand it. I mean know it's gotta it's be gonna the, be it's, dark again. It's gotta be a decompression episode to some extent. Nope. And even I mean, episode led by after... Ducat. Nope. <laughs> the ninth episode. I know, I know the episode after next is is heavy. This episode uh, episode focuses on Kira as she contends with a group of Bajorans led astray by a deranged gold Ducat. The episode is largely set on another space station rather than Deep Space Nine. Okay, so, all right. Odo wishes that he sh could share Kira's beliefs in the prophets so he could spend time with her during worship. But she's like, no, I need time to myself. Stop being so fucking uh, smothering. And then they get, then they break up and that's the episode. That would oh, be the God, best. That's amazing. That would be the best episode I accidentally ever. watched the beginning of that episode right after the last one. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I kind of like had tuned out for a half a second, and didn't realize it had gone to the next episode, and I was like, "This episode got really fucking stupid real fast." It's like, "Oh yeah, what's the next one?" <laughs> this B story is bullshit. So I'll be on break again next week. <laughs> Just kidding. I like I, talking about how much I hate Odo and Kira's relationship. I figured, I figured it out. The, all the ones that you skip are the shit ones. But this one is like the, the next week's one is just Gold Ducat gone full crazy. Like he's just a maniac. He's like a cult leader. That sounds cool. Wait. You know, Ducat is just yeah. His story arc is going to be insane. You know, already insane. Yeah, it gets more insane. So, I mean, it's just when you compare season seven of TNG to season seven of this, it's like, wow, dude, like they're just, yeah. they're just bombing your face and it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. There were some good TNG episodes in season seven, but there was just awful ones. Yeah. Well, no, here's Masks. The they were, they were good compared to TNG because we had never seen DS9 at this, you know, it's just like, oh my God. Well, I guess seventh season of TNG was like, what, third season of, of DS9? Yeah. So what were you going to compare it to of modern Trek? Just itself. And yeah. then, you know, season four DS9 went from good to holy shit. Where, you know, with TNG, it went from, how are they still on in season two to, you know, the end of season three. Okay, now I got good. He grew a beard. So, yeah. The Pegasus was good. I'm just Pegasus saying, good, yes. if, if you tell me that you're a Star Trek fan and I say, oh, do you, did you like DS9? And you're like, yeah, I've never seen that. Then you're not. No, I, I won't well, be a gatekeeper. You should do yourself a favor. Yeah. I, I won't be a gatekeeper, but I will say you should go. No, there's nothing wrong with gatekeeping at that point because you're not really living Star Trek. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with our gatekeeping. Yes, there's nothing wrong with me doing it. Like me saying, no, you're not. No, when, when real fans like us. <laughs> see, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be that be my legacy, though, is like this, this gatekeeping. It already has been. It already ben, you gatekeep what Star Trek properties are real Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> you don't gatekeep fans. You gatekeep the actual show itself. Well, to be fair, that's that's true though. The, the things that I think are real. Yes, Star what Dennis Trek, said is true. Yeah, I know. Right, because the things that I say Jar -Jar are Star Trek. It's not real Star Trek. It's not. Yeah, it is. The it Space is. Adventure movie. I don't know when it, when it came on. It said Star Trek, and they were all okay. wearing Star Trek uniforms. I can uniforms. tattoo Star Trek on my fucking cock, and it's gonna. But not you're not on Star screen, Trek. so it doesn't you, count. I bet you it, have. Well, you've not found my Pornhub yet. <laughs> Wait, so all Star Trek on porn is canon? No. Ooh, good question. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It or does it have to be made by the studio? Ben, what's the what's the rules on canon? Uh-oh. You said uh -oh. if it's on screen, it's canon. On screen, it's canon. So porn is canon. 
Yep. No, it's not made by Paramount, though. Okay, yeah. so anything made by Paramount is no. canon. So Jar Jar Tracks <laughs> is canon. I did not say anything. You did say anything. No, I said that. Play back the tape. Prove reckless. <laughs> Dennis, then, you're my hero. There, there's, a, there's several stages that have to be met. And that's a whole does different it, timeline at this point. Does Ben approve? Like, yeah, what exactly. does it even matter? That's it. I mean, if, here's the thing. If you want to know You think Galaxy Quest is canon. canon. <laughs> not in the Trek continuity, no. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to say it's not, though. What about the Orville? It's not in the Star Trek universe. Mm -hmm. It's just good science fiction. It's just no, it's just yeah, I don't believe you. I'm sorry. Well, I don't mind being prejudiced want. about that. Yeah, like, that I, know, I know it's not fair, but I don't care. I, I enjoy the. I quit talking about it because you guys are haters, but I have enjoyed. Uh, that sure sucks. I've Has it come back yet since it went to Hulu? Nah. Mm -mm. Mm. That show sucks, man. I probably would have given it a chance if for uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yes, because I tried. I watched the first episode. I was like, I fucking hate that guy. Just give me a different actor. Give me anybody. I mean, 90% of why my grandmother watched Deep Space Nine when it first came on was specifically because of Avery Brooks because she was such a big fan of a man called Hawk over oh, on cool. uh, Spencer for Hire. And then I guess there's a new Spencer movie or something. Yeah, Spencer Confidential or something. Oh, it's on Where Netflix, it, right? Yeah. With Marky Mark. Marky Mark. And I, it took me forever to realize <laughs> that that was actually based on the same character. But, yeah. you know. I haven't seen that yet. I don't care. I probably never will. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg movies are not on my list of things to do. No. Yeah. I think the last Mark Wahlberg movie I saw was the happening and i was like okay i'm done like <laughs> I'm not, I'm... the last one i saw that i enjoyed was shooter that one wasn't that bad i just watched one recently it was like uh, the other guys it. or something the other oh he was in the other guys that was yeah. good though that was really yeah. good yeah. he does he works with little feral world really well and i haven't seen that what's daddy's home or whatever yeah the michael michael keaton was great in uh in the, the other guys. guys yeah he was so oh, fucking yeah. funny in yeah. that I really need to like set aside time to watch more Michael Keaton movies. Yes. He reminds me in that movie, he reminds me of Alan Arkin in uh, So I Married an Axe Murder. Yeah. I can okay. see that. I haven't seen that in like 25 years. It's good. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, somebody was just talking about it that they were scrolling through and they found So I Married an Axe Murderer and it was like $4.99. I was like, I haven't, I haven't seen it in 25 years. But do I, I? I'd like to see it again. But do I want to own it? He. I don't, I don't even know if it is good. I just know that it's very comforting to watch. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. I want to sit back it's and say, "Oh, based it's on nostalgia." Yeah, it's not like, "Oh, this is great filmmaking." It's like Picard. So hilarious. Well, <laughs> I enjoy it more than Picard. <laughs> Picard is canon. I don't care. Yeah, it is, and not very interesting. But it's canon. As it needs to be shot from a... To be fair, it's a movie, it's a TV show about a 75-year-old man. Like, Yeah, and that's, that was a bad call. Well, yeah. technically, Picard is like in his 90s. Yeah, so like he's just eating applesauce and going to bed at 4 p.m. <laughs> like, all right, we'll get on that adventure tomorrow. It's 4 you know, p.m., I gotta go to bed. I realize this, this episode is not about Picard, but I think the problem I have with that show is, so he's supposed to have collected this band of broken people, basically, right? Mm -hmm. everybody that's on that ship with him has like some terrible problem or some dark past or something. And then they have to come together as a team, but I just don't care about like their, their dark sides. Like it's not very interesting to me. Okay. I, I mean, it was clearly not that interesting to me because I stopped watching it. Yeah. I stopped watching it too. That's sad. I mean, it is, I, I wanted to like it, but I mean like, the the girl who played the android was really good. I thought she. Spoilers, she, man. It's in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't watch past that. So he... <laughs> well, I mean, you don't need three episodes for a let's get the team together. Yeah. yeah. Like that. The, okay, so the you part son that of a got bitch. me. I'm in. The, the part that got me though was the pacing was sucked. Like, there's ten yeah. episodes, and I'm watching episode five. Going, are, are they going to leave Earth anytime soon? <laughs> <I was> like. <laughs> This is, I thought this was, he was trying to get back into And then space. they rush through every place, like when they go to 
like seven to nine the first time they see her. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, all right, good to see you. Bye. All right, we gotta leave. It's like, no, stay there. That was cool. Yeah, like the I <laughs> just thought the, there? the pacing of that show was just shit. I mean, uh, yeah. I like the first episode was really good though. Like it got me interested. I yeah. I yeah. liked the atmosphere of it. I liked the setup, but then it just like immediately fell apart. The next yeah. two episodes were them getting the team together. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that was cool in the first episode, uh, the special forces guys who were chasing the android lady, mm-hmm. they looked like the um, the androids from the black hole. Ah. The ones who were doing the target. And they even had the same kind of guns, mm-hmm. like the U-shaped guns. Yeah. yeah. Ah. Like when they were doing the target practice, like shooting the stuff, and then the the Humpty Dumpty robots were shooting with them in the black hole they, those guys were dressed they were like all in black had the visors and then they had the the u-shaped gun yeah. and it was like the same character design for the picard special forces people i just did give a fuck i was like golly man right. i mean i'm gonna watch yeah, it it's not it, it, yeah, if it's you not liked it good i'm glad yeah. you liked it no i'm glad you didn't it's fine <laughs> jesus did you did you really like it ben i did I enjoyed it. I'm, it was, really, it was, I'm legitimately glad that you liked it. It was it was comforting. It was something you know. It's like I wanted to check in with an old friend, like mom's um, meatloaf. Yeah, it, but you well, know what though? You eat mom's meatloaf too often, your belly's gonna hurt, and you're gonna fucking yeah, have diarrhea. Why you, that's why you get ten episodes and you turn the shit off. But I they're mean, doing a second season. Okay, and the way that we do seasons now is you wait a year or two. So I'm I'm still waiting for Discovery season three. Yeah, I don't know when that's happening. I saw a tweet today that they finished editing. Nice. So finally, I don't care about. I don't even care about. Discovery. I mean, there's been a pandemic the last. Yeah. I'm excited slack. about season three, but I'm more excited about the Pike show. Strange being new worlds. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's the thing I'm most Cannot excited. Cannot wait. Yeah. I'm a little scared though because like I was really excited for Picard too. Yeah, but the lead of the show is an eighty-five-year-old man. Yeah, and we know we already know the well, universe. Yet, we don't know like, how the pandemic. It's basically going to be the the same uh, enterprise that we saw in Discovery. Uh, you know that same okay. kind of feel and everything like that. So it's not like it's something completely new. The Picard show is an era that's never been on TV before. That's why it makes so. me nervous about um, Discovery because it's like nine hundred years in the future. Like what they can do whatever they want. There's nothing. There's no lanes for them to stay in, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. There's no, well, I mean, I get what they, you know, do. It makes sense. Like, you know, fuck you and your continuity. Now Ben has nothing to bitch about because no <laughs> one has ever yep. been this far in the future. So you don't know. As long as we don't go back in time, everything we do is fine. This is all unplowed soil. And I'm, I'm like, excited. okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm excited about they it. They cater to you specifically. Yeah. I mean, they, they know do. what's good for them. They clearly listen to this show. So, if if they want a successful Star Trek series, talk to me. I will give you a successful Star Trek series. I'm not going to be the guy that writes the dialogue and shit, but I will tell you themes. I'll tell you motivations. I will I will guide you to Emmy awards. I will guide you to <laughs> fan devotion. You're killing Jenny. I will. I will have. She's slumped over my you're, right you're, What you're saying is, you're the general, man, and like you need boots on the ground to get back to this episode. You need boots on the ground. I need somebody to take that phaser fire in their leg for me. There you go. So um, let's <laughs> let's review the episode. Let's rate the episode. Um, I'm just gonna say it's a. What's the highest we can do? Nine. Nine. This episode's a nine. I disagree. Okay. What do you say, Ben? I say the highest that this epi- that we do on this is nine, and this is a ten. Okay, um, wow. this one goes to ten. They're just being this contrarian. Is, I like it. It, this. This breaks the scale. All right, Jenny, yeah, what we, do you say? I I don't know. Like I've been all over the fence. Like, well, no, I, I haven't been that that far away. Like I'm just gonna say nine. Fuck it. Fuck it. You don't have to. You can give it whatever. No, you like want. I don't know. Well, what's your input? What's what's your negative? You have been negatives awful, in this. You have been awful quiet over there today. <laughs> well, I don't have anything to be snarky about because it's just a fucking good episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes you angry. Yes. <laughs> I, 
do you hear how like we talked about the next episode for like 30 seconds and i had something to say about that yeah. wait till we get to the cheese episode jenny you're gonna be in heaven ready <laughs> i'm gonna get a bottle of wine we're ready to go i say we make uh what do you call those cheese sandwiches that you grill grilled cheese yeah we i say we make some of those that night I almost want to just review the the, grill, the cheese episode just to do it because <laughs> it was yes. so fucking terrible. We'll let it let it happen sandwiches. naturally. Yeah, that's true. You're we right. Get you're our right. cheese sandwiches. You're right. you're right. Oh my god, that's when you're in school and you don't have your lunch money and you can't afford lunch. They don't give you a hot lunch. They give you the cheese sandwich. Yeah, have some cheese, motherfucker. That, that that episode <laughs> is is the cheese sandwich episode of Star Trek. Is awful. This is. I don't know what he just did, but it was funny. I just threw a baseball and almost broke my lamp. So, Jenny, what do you say about the episode? Uh, yeah, I would give it a nine. I mean, there was there were some problems, like just weird little inconsistencies or whatever, like the thing about soldiers and just like, but it was fun. Like, I mean, it was it was fun to watch. Like, it was intense and it was great. I don't want to just be a dick about it. Be like, oh, it wasn't <laughs> I don't want to be a dick. About it. it wasn't the perfect episode, so I would give it an eight and a quarter. No, it's a nine. All right. No. Dennis, same? Yeah, I'd give it a nine. I w- the only thing I would say is I wish this were two episodes. Yeah. I think they could have really completely knocked it out of the park if they could have done some of the scenes even longer or made it, you know, just give you a better feel of how depressing it is to be in this situation, you know? I, I, don't I can know definitely if, see that. I can see it. I want to agree with it, but I don't know if just personally I could have sat through two hours of this, like being that dark on Star yeah. Trek. This could have been a DS9 movie, in my opinion. They could have, if they had ever made a film, this would have been mm-hmm. a great Dominion War film movie to make. Platoon, you mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Space Platoon. Yeah. I think if, if there was two episodes, they could have like led up to it a little bit more rather than just like, oh, here's a scene at Vic Fontaine's and then you know, two minutes later, they're in war. Even, you know, they could have had several attacks on them instead of just one big one, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and then you'd see people dying off slowly over time. Like instead of, okay, now everybody's dead. Right. Give you like a little bit more. (laughs) Now everybody's dead. Yeah. And you you don't even see people having to deal with it that much. Like you see everybody crying over the dead bodies and stuff, but that's, that lasts for like 45 seconds and right to the next scene. You could get like more emotional attachment with yeah. the characters that <laughs> now are everybody's that dead. Being and introduced you, to like right away. Yeah, and you could have gotten like if you had a bigger budget, you could have gotten like all of these out of work actors that had been in war movies that we used to like, but that yeah. weren't working currently, and we could have brought them back to be soldiers on the front line there. So Dennis Hopper just shows up like. You know, Willem Dafoe is there, yeah. and you're like, wait, why is he? They hack, they, they hack a water buffalo down. Like, it could have been really cool, you know, with the yeah. doors playing in the background. Space water buffalo. Yeah, space water the, buffalo. As the Defiant, you know, flies down doing low cover fire. and This is the, the end. Blasting. You're like, Mr. Worf. I love the smell of phaser burns in the morning. <laughs> oh, Mr. Worf, how do you shoot William, women and children? You don't lead them as much. Rawr, with honor. <laughs> and Cork is just puking in the back of the <laughs> And I love how still, like, forever the bard, Worf is, we will sing many songs and yeah. tell stories of this day. It's like, like I, I would just imagine Worf was so jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he did have his space battle to fight, too. Yeah, so. he did. Up, up, in, up in the but sky. He, he would but not like so this. Much, no. he, yeah. yeah. He's so pissed that he. Yeah, I, I could. I wish they could have just given him like a loot that he was tuning. Like, who? I'm, I've been workshopping some stuff. Let me hear about this. And bring, <laughs> bring the siege of AR fifty five eight was very great. <laughs> I'm glad it had an eight in it. Yes, that rhymes very, with great. Very easy to rhyme. <laughs> Nog lost his leg, and that's too bad. <laughs> Look at Quark. He is sad. <laughs> he lost his leg below the knee. We made the Jim Harsh, Jim Hadar start to flee. <laughs> you could have written a banger. It's just great. So, um, good episode. Good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Seen it three times now. 
it's great, man. It, it really is. It's heavy and it's awesome. And it's, this is like peak deep space nine, like, yeah. but it's cool because we've said that I've said that recently about this episode and then them playing baseball. It's like, they can just, they do so much so well, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. except Kira Norris and Odo's relationship. That's just all garbage. Yeah. You know, terrible <laughs> so i'm ready we'll, to talk about that one let's let's just move on to that one now. all right so we'll be back <laughs> next week with an episode that jenny really looks forward to talking about and uh thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you uh next week <clears throat> i don't understand <laughs>